Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigly Blast. Our day of dueling press conferences did not disappoint. It was a day we said hello to JG, the nickname friends call new Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon, and we basked in the meet and greet with KD, the superstar sent to Phoenix to end 55 years of pain and suffering. JG and KD, one man in charge of a mini rebuild, one man is championship or bust, and both delivered as much as they could on Thursday. In fact, there was a moment when Kevin Durant matter-of-factly described himself as one of the greatest basketball players ever, and you should have heard the arena howl. Not because of what Durant said, but because of how he made us feel. Because there was a time when stars migrating to Phoenix was unheard of. And now, from J.J. Watt to DeAndre Hopkins, from Chris Paul to Kevin Durant, it's actually happening fairly regularly. And you could feel that energy on Thursday watching thousands of young fans in the arena then spill out onto the streets that were just packed with football fans who were here for the Super Bowl. Now, a lot of those Suns fans, in fairness, wore jerseys of players who are no longer here. And if the souped-up Suns actually win a title, what do you think of soup there, Jared? If the souped-up Suns actually win a title, there will be a fascinating case study in how a quick-fix mercenary championship hits a region that's been waiting for over five decades. Either way, Thursday was a big victory in my book. One of those days when you felt Phoenix really becoming a big league sports town in more than just name only. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman Chapman BMW who make luxury affordable. Find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. Look forward to working with the players. That was very appealing to me, some of the guys that we have on board right now. Not too many times do you take over a, a team and you have a franchise quarterback. So that was very appealing, and I'll head some of this stuff off right now as we talk before we get to questions and things like that. But just know this, we're going to be very adaptable. This is I'm talking the Arizona Cardinals. This is what our team's going to be. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. We're going to be explosive, and we're going to be smart. And all three phases go into that. And we will maximize the talents of the players that we have, and that's how we're going to win games. And don't get it twisted. We're going to win games. I know it's always it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. So every time... So... So, so every time I step on the floor, people are going to expect me to do great things. And the team, I'm on to do great things. But I enjoy getting better as a player every day. I enjoy just waking up and getting to do this. So I don't ever say anything's a failure um, if, I get the, if I'm healthy enough to play the game of basketball. But I know what's on our backs, and we understand that. And we want to, we want to do the most. We want to get the most out of this opportunity. Yeah, first you heard from JG, yep. then KD. A couple of the money quotes from the dual press conferences yesterday that uh, look, the uh, for another day, the week after the Super Bowl, a lot of the eyes of the sporting world were on Phoenix, Arizona again. Yeah, I was uh, I was walking. It was I had one of these surreal moments from somebody who's been here a quarter century, where I was walking to Footprint Center and I was coming by Chase Field, 
And I looked up and I'm walking down Jefferson Street and I had this moment like I remember walking here in 1993 covering the Bulls Suns finals and Jefferson Street was basically a dirt road. And I remember tumbleweed blowing down the street and I look up and there's a baseball stadium and then there's Randy Johnson way and you go, oh, yeah, there was a time when a superstar came here and brought a championship to Arizona. And I'm seeing that on the way to Footprint Center where another superstar has arrived to do the exact same thing. Uh And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool and then as I said I'm passing buildings stripping down the Super Bowl logos and I'm like this is what a big time sports town feels like it's one thing after another it's not a big event and then everything quiets down for five years It's this is really really cool I think this is one of the things I took away from yesterday as I mentioned lots of young kids in that arena yesterday I would venture to say most sports teams in this town would kill to have a demographic as young and as emotionally invested Invested as the Suns do. Um, and so, but a lot of them were wearing Mikel Bridges jerseys. Some were wearing Cam Johnson's jerseys. Well, they're 40% off in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. And, and I thought to myself, how is this going to hit a fan base that was so in love with that team? Now this team is going to be the one that delivers a championship. And you're talking about uh, w- with th- as many as three to four new guys that weren't even part of this story of a month ago. Yeah, We, we talk about, as longtime Suns fans, that decade without of missing the playoffs, what a brutal low time that was. But there are lots of young fans who became Suns fans when Devin Booker got here during that time, and they grew up with all these guys. You're right, it's going to be weird when essentially Booker and Aiton are the only remaining ones from the teams well, over the last five or six years. But you, you can't separate Chris Paul from that because it, the, it, you've got to identify it from when the when the, when the the real hope and belief began. So, I mean, you've still got Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DA. So, I mean, the guts of this team are still there. But again, you're talking about, you know, T.J. Warren suddenly back. And you're talking uh, yeah. uh, about a guy in Terrence Ross, who's a very good player, who has never played for the Suns before. And now he's going to be a rotation guy. And 17 You, you talk about Darius Rucker, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, he's yeah. joined Darius the Suns. Rucker's, <laughs> yeah. Hasn't got a lot of play, but no. he's been there. Yeah. Darius, Darius Baisley. With a little love. <laughs> That's right. And, and some tenderness. So, yeah. So, and then, the, then of course, the KD factor of it all. So, I, I've i had these thoughts for a while. What is this going to be like if this is the team that does it for us? Will, yes. Will this championship feel like we want it to feel? And I walked away from, well, yesterday's kind of proof. Yeah. 6,000 people showed up for a Kevin Durant press conference. Yeah. I think they're going to be just fine with it. And how many people were huge Kevin Durant fans before he came here? There's an appreciation for yeah. him. Like, that guy's great, but he's not ours, so who cares? Two things on this point is Jerry Seinfeld is is the greatest sports philosopher of all time <laughs> because he said you root for laundry. Yeah, He's absolutely He's right. right. It's a brilliant bit. It's very funny, but it's absolutely true. The laundry changes for Kevin Durant. And he becomes part of the fan base. And then you start to forget the guys that once wore the laundry and now wearing different color laundry. There's that. And if you win a championship, nobody's going to look at Kevin Durant and say, well, he only played 22 games. It's not going to feel different. Trust me. For for, For a fan base that has been absolutely ravenous for a title from this franchise for 55 years, the first one, it doesn't matter. As long as you get it, it's going to be sweet. 
Now, I, I'm not guaranteeing it happens, but that's that's how it's going to feel. I think you're right, I, and I and I, but I do think I do think that there's a big difference between a homegrown approach. And again, the, this is what's so unique about this. This is not necessarily a super team per se. Although I do know for a fact that these three principals involved have talked about this: Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. This has been a thing for a while, so it's not like they all. But the difference is for it to, to coalesce around a trade deadline. That that's not normal. No. Right. You know, the, the, the examples of that actually paying off to a championship that same year, very few and far very, between. Very much The so. Clyde Drexler example with Houston is the most prevalent, uh, pre- uh, prevalent example. Um, but, you know, uh, Clyde Drexler was, a, was an all-time great. He's a Hall of Famer. But he's not, he was never Kevin Durant. He's never coming with that same. He didn't go to Houston with the same profile and expectations that Kevin Durant is now That's bringing true. to Phoenix. That's a good point, and and so I think there's a lot of that. I think there's a lot of excitement. That you know what it else. You know, I'll tell you what else I think is sort of in this mix. So there, there's a belief that you want some purity to it. The homegrown team it meant a lot to people. Yes. We all know the lemonade stand, all of that stuff. It's very meaningful to people. But I think there's also a belief among Suns fans that it's a about time we catch a break as in it doesn't matter how it happens Uh it's about time the suns shine on us see what i did there it's you know what i mean but there's that feeling there's a feeling like we have been hosed so many times here that you know yeah yeah that's the other thing is like did the diamond? Oh, we got a break. Yeah, the Diamondbacks. Share it. All right, we got I don't. I'll make this point later. <laughs> wow. It's gonna be a long, brilliant, involved point. I was gonna say for you to eject yeah. yourself. Wow. Uh, car meet ditch. <laughs> the Jared Carlin experience here on Bickley and Murata mornings. Coming up next, Jonathan Gannon's got the job. Now the construction begins on his coaching staff. We got some news and updates on that straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jared Carlin, Sarah Cazell with you till 10 o'clock. Then it's uh, Wolf and Luke. And then, of course, 2 to 6. Wolf and Burns who? And Gambo. Wolf and who, Jared? The great Luke Lipinski. Yeah, you know, I, I said that once, that when you uh, follow the word great with Luke Lipinski, <laughs> it devalues the word great, and they use that as one of their rejoins. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Vinny. It's a, no, it's, um, self-deprecation is a, it's a powerful tool. It's and there's of, no, there's no more the powerful of tool being. than Luke Lipinski. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of powerful tools. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Jonathan Gannon introduced at a press conference mm-hmm. yesterday. We were both impressed by it. Uh, the vision, the message, uh, the verbiage used, the confidence with which it was delivered. Mm-hmm. I think Lorenzo Alexander is is correct, and you added a, a, a good point to that. Press conferences are low-hanging fruit. You said they should be. They should be. They should be. When they go well, you don't really right. consider it that right. that big a deal. When they go off the rails, that's when you might have some concern. Well, but uh, now the work begins. And before you can get to roster construction with Monty Austin Fort, Dave Sears heading up that those efforts, you have to put together a coaching staff. Uh, and there's you know a couple of things that are out there uh, in terms of rumors today mm-hmm. with um, coaching candidates. And one of them... Uh, is uh, Dave Borgonzi, uh, Bears assistant coach, interviewing for the D.C. job. Uh, this from Ian Rappaport. He tweeted out earlier today, 
Defensive line coach from New England, Demarcus Covington, was requested by the Cardinals for their defensive coordinator position under Gannon. He's 33. Covington, a rising coach who developed a relationship with new GM Monty Austinfort while together in New England. Uh, three candidates, including Drew Petzing, who we've spent some time talking about on this show as offensive coordinator uh, candidates. So by the time, I, you know, this head coaching search took a long time. Mm-hmm. They don't have that luxury in putting together a staff. It is time to get to work. No, that's exactly right. And as of yesterday's press conference, it was surprising to some where Jonathan Gannon said, yeah, from here I'm going to go and interview Vance Joseph and we're going to find out if he's a fit. And a lot of us heard that and thought, there's not a possibility, is there? No, there isn't a possibility of that. So, but, but they do have to make, they do have to backfill. I do really think Drew Petzing is going to be the guy. Mary Kay Cabot, before she joined us yesterday, was way ahead of, it was a million miles ahead of this reporting on this, saw this coming a million miles away. So I, I think this is Jonathan Gannon's guy. So yeah. my hope is, my hope is the fact that this is his guy so decisively that, that there must be something really, um, dare I say guru-ish about Drew Petzing? Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. We're, we're going to find out. Uh, we asked Mary Kay Cabot that directly about Drew Petzing, and she s- did seem to believe, yeah, he's very, very up-and-coming and very talented. I hope so. Yeah. Um, she's not the only person talking about this. Robert Mays from The Athletic on his uh, football show podcast, he discussed what an offense with, uh, with Gannon, well, Gannon as the head coach, but Drew Petzing, what it could look like for the Arizona Cardinals. Gannon was in Minnesota with both of those guys before he went to Indianapolis, before he was the cornerback coach for the Colts. Jonathan Gannon was on that Viking staff as an assistant DB's coach, I believe, for a little while. So that's how all of that gets connected. So I think that you'll see an offense that shares a lot of DNA with what the Vikings were under Stefanski when he was there and then what the Browns look like now. So run game, yeah. under center play action, yes. all that kind of stuff is the bones of what they want to be on that side of the ball. I think it's interesting. I think that in you know, conversation with Drew and what I've heard about him, you know, he got uh, interviewed to be the Raiders offensive coordinator last year. So I think this was eventually coming for him as a young coach in the league, and this looks like it'll be the opportunity. That is interesting mm-hmm. to me. Run game, and Cleveland does have a devastating run game when they were together you know, with... Uh, with uh, the, their tandem of running backs, but mm-hmm. you hear him talk about the bones under center, power running game, all of those things. You wonder how that jives with Jonathan Gannon talking about what he talked about yesterday, and that's maximizing the talents of Kyler Murray. I think this is a very, very intriguing blend of possibilities right now. Well, yeah, listen, and, and so uh, getting Kyler Murray right, uh, you don't know what what is what is Jonathan Gannon's history at at pulling something like this off. I don't know, but again, it's the, the guy oozed confidence mm-hmm. yesterday to the point where it really felt authentic. And again, I, I, I said this yesterday, if you do some research on his upbringing, he's just one of those guys, he's one of those young athletes that drives everybody else crazy because he's good at everything he does, right? And Don't you hate those kids? Yes, yes, yes. And he told the story yesterday. He ran track because his football, or one of his coaches wanted him to work on his conditioning and he ends up winning championships in track. Made game-winning free throws to bring his high school the first championship they've ever had. Right, so there's there's a litany of just success, 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 and to me, it maybe maybe he just feels that way that there's nothing that's going to be in front of me that I can't get through. Now, 
there was a lot of people clapping back yesterday about, okay, for all the talk about adaptability, where was that in the second half of the Super Bowl? Okay, these are fair questions. Fair question. But again, I I think when you get down to individual games, you need to kind of – you can acknowledge it like I have. You can give it a little bit of credence like I have. But there are other factors here. You're facing Patrick Mahomes. You're facing Andy Reid. You're facing one of the greatest head coaches ever in the history of the sport, and you gave him a 35-minute halftime. To get ready for the second half, there were a, then you got that field that didn't help either defense in the second half or the whole game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors here that, that that kind of get into that soup. And Jared, did I ask you? Do you like soup? There's a lot of things that go in that soup. <laughs> Stir it for God's sakes. Don't let it sit there. Don't let it get filmy. That's don't let it get filmy. That's the adaptability. That's the exactly. You just don't let it sit there. So. Listen, if they can get Kyler Murray right, we know how polarizing Kyler Murray has become. I don't know. What what did our poll results ever end up at with those who think he's going to it's be like a bust? A 73% or something. Was Do you it? think we follow up on that stuff? <laughs> no, we did. We went back to... Uh, I'm joking. What day was that? Didn't I remember? <laughs> yeah, what day was that? Uh, if nothing else in this segment, I think we came up with the slogan for the 2023 Cardinals. Oh, we did. You know, last year it was Bird City Football. What is it this year? Uh, Arizona Cardinals Football. Grab a ladle and stir. <laughs> there it is. Uh, 1,757 votes. Okay. What is more likely for Kyler Murray by the end of his five-year contract? Wins a Super Bowl or MVP or is out of the NFL? 72.9% out of the NFL. 72.9% of nearly 1,800 votes. That's, what the, that's the where the fan base sits right now. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's I, I'm, I, we all feel it in conversations we have. Well, because... I mean, the, the, amount of, the amount of people that come up to me and ask me questions about Kyler Murray and that they're just the, the disdain, just it's... Uh, this has got to change. Yeah, yeah, this can't if, go on forever, if man. If you really dig into it, though, I mean, it, 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 yes, there's some disdain, but there's a longer list of flameouts at quarterback than there is MVPs and Super Bowl champions. Just by Very nature, true. that, that yeah. influenced the voting. Yeah, Interesting stuff, though. Coming up next, to a more interesting stuff. We'll get the thoughts of one Kent Summers on the hiring My of guy. Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals' plight moving forward. Kent will join us straight ahead here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Pickley Murata mornings live from the Oxygen Community Studios here on this Friday. You've read him for years, beat writer for the Arizona Cardinals, columnist, longtime columnist for the Arizona Republican AZ Central, and uh, now joining us post career, <laughs> post retirement. You've earned it, Kent. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Kent Summers joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. Uh, if not this uh, this set up by Jarrett, w- would you be uh, up at eight thirty on a Friday talking about sports with anybody? <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be up because I'm on that old man clock where I can't sleep in. <laughs> right, right. I would I would probably not be talking sports. I'm like trying to figure out who I turn my laptop into today. That's that's my that's my big task. Yeah, there you go. So so when the news of your retirement broke, I kind of cycled through all the bars 
bars and all the beers that we have had together, I think the number one thing would have been that Hercules cocktail we stumbled upon in San Jose. Would I be right about that, Ken Summers? <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, like the next year, I visited the same place. I don't I don't think you made the trip, Vic. I went back to the same place and asked for it. Yeah, and the bartender the bartender looked like looked at me like I had landed from Mars. Right. Like he had no clue what this drink was, and I, it, I know I didn't imagine it. I had no. confirmation from Bickley. He was sitting right next to me. I was, and, and we had the bartender at the time write down the, the mix of the drink. It was called Blood of Hercules. And it was, it, Vinny, it was delicious. All right, let's get on to bigger and brighter and better <laughs> topics. Ken, congratulations yes, on a great career, by the way. Congratulations. What do you think of the new yeah, Cardinals head coach? We've heard a lot of this before. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's like the, the ninth or tenth one they've hired since I <laughs> since I. <laughs> Since I uh, was on the beat and a columnist, yeah, he, he said all the usual stuff that other people say, uh, you know, other than, you know, Denny Green and Buddy Ryan, who said some bizarre stuff in their opening press <laughs> conferences. But, you know, the usual stuff, <clears throat> we're going to be violent, we're going to play fast and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we'll, we'll see. He seems like an earnest guy. He's got a he's got the track record, uh, you know, being in the league for a while, which his predecessor didn't have. And I, I think that's important. So. But yeah, it was kind of a typical, typical press conference, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but Vic and I have spent a lot of time, and, and the Cardinals, quite honestly, Kent, gave us a lot of time talking about uh, <laughs> this process and how it unfolded. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon's comments that uh, he didn't learn he was interviewing for the job until after the conclusion of the Super Bowl both puzzled us a little bit. I mean, just looking back now, and there's nothing we can do about it, and it's full, it's full speed ahead with Jonathan Gannon. But what did you make of this process? Because this was even a lot different from previous Cardinals head coaching hiring processes well i think a couple of things are true i mean i think it's true what michael bidwell and monty awesome Ford have said obviously they were going to take their time cast a wide net talk to a lot of people do all of those things they weren't in a hurry to do it okay i i believe all that i also think it was sort of a typical cardinal search in which you know they don't get their first choice that they're they're the last team to hire a coach for a reason mm-hmm. you know i think other people were were scared away from the job you know either because of the franchise history um or and or kyler murray uh and you know not necessarily his physical ability but his you know his demeanor his leadership qualities and that contract i'm sure people were looking at it it's like you know what if kyler murray isn't the guy and it's going to be really hard to move on from that and am i going to be you know, stuck in a situation, you know, in year two, year three, where we're completely rebuilding and we've got no, you know, we've got no cap space to, to do that. So, you know, it, it's not unusual for the Cardinals to, you know, be last in the hiring cycle. That And then that doesn't mean Jonathan Gannon can't be successful. I mean, they were with Ken Wisenhunt. He took the job after the Falcons passed him over. Bruce Arians took the job after, you know, he thought he was going to get the Bears job and they passed him over and he was their last choice. And, you know, and those two guys worked out, worked out really well, sure. you know, the most successful Cardinals coaches and, you know, since Don Coriel. So it, it, it can happen. I, I, I do like sort of the direction the franchise is heading. I think they needed a fresh start. I think they needed to bring in people from the outside the organization uh, and money awesome for to, you know, to give them a, a better perspective on how things are done in the NFL. I think under Steve Kime and, you know, years of promoting within, I, I thought it become kind of an insular organization and, and they needed they needed some outside 
outside perspective. Yeah, well said. And, and, and I hope I hope that that is uh, all true across the board, because, again, it's Robert Sarver did a lot of this stuff, hiring youthful um, people who are not exactly in demand across the NBA. And he did it because they were pliable. They would be grateful. They could they would do whatever he said. And it gave him a lot of control. Now, I'm not saying Michael Bidwell is is of the same ilk because he did do some things like you said that 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 seemed to tell me that Michael Bidwell is looking at the same problem the rest of us are. So how do we get Kyler Murray fixed if that's a big obstacle here? Yeah, it's a huge obstacle. And, and you know, everybody always asks, well, what do you what do you think of the new coach, et cetera? And, and, and I always step back and say, OK, who's who's going to coach Kyler Murray? Well, who's the op- if you go defensive, who's the offensive coordinator going to be and what's his background and, and how does he deal with? Kyler Murray and how does he get him back to you know to what he was really in in 2021 the first half of that season you know as opposed to the Kyler Murray we saw last year even when he was healthy you know and I think there's something to it a, a guy a, a person who can challenge him um, a person you know who can give him some tough love and say you know what what's happened around here isn't good enough here's what I see from the outside. Uh, and having coached against you or what I what I know of you. And that doesn't mean you, you come in and be a hard ass and treat him poorly, et cetera. But you, you know, a guy who can develop a relationship with him and, and be hard on him yet, you know, and, and, and get Kyler to understand, here's why I'm doing this. Here's why I'm coaching you um, this way. You know, and, and maybe, you know, in Kyler's history, he's, you know, maybe he's never had that, you know, in, in high school or, or college or, you know, certainly not under Cliff Kingsbury the last four years. All right. Before we let you go, and this is all great stuff, I, I want you to take a minute and just kind of reflect. I'm sure, like me, you're wondering where in the heck the time went. How do you feel now? Um, I, I feel good. I'm excited about it. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit melancholy. Uh, about it. I mean, there, there are parts of it I'm, I'm probably going to miss more than I think I do. I mean, I, I, I always enjoyed, you know, it's the, the blessing and a curse of a writer is sort of that blinking cursor on a black blank page, <laughs> right? It, it, it always, it, you know, it always makes you really nervous, but that's kind of why you do the job. You know, yeah. it's a good nervous and it's like, okay, how do I fill this? And, you know, and, and maybe entertain as well as inform people. So, you know, that's going to be difficult to replace. I I get it, but you know I'm I'm looking forward to doing things sort of on my schedule and not according to you know games that are scheduled um, and deadlines um, to be met. So it's a it's a good time, and I, I you know I still want to write. You know I'm not I hopefully won't won't disappear from the valley sports scene, but you know there's, oh, there's some personal yeah. things and you know I've, I've got parents who turned 90 who you know i need to spend more time with got a fourth grandchild on the way in wow. april wow. you know lots of lots of good stuff coming in the next few months for me yeah and you know we're we're enlisting you as a guest host so you're so you're going to get some early morning wake-up calls my man i'm telling you that. <laughs> that's great i look forward to it we'll give you advance notice though Ken, so you can, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can right. yeah, at least, right yeah at least eight hours hopefully yeah, thank yeah. you uh, let me yeah. let me speak on behalf of a fellow journalist and a co-worker and for everybody in the Valley, thank you for everything you did, brother. You were sensational. You were a great ambassador to the craft. I've got nothing but mad respect for you. Thank you, Kent. I appreciate that, guys. means a lot coming from you guys. And congratulations. Kent Summers. Uh, the great Kent Summers. We can say that about Kent. We can Kent. say yes. that today, certainly. He joined the us. The great on the- Kent Summers. <laughs> say it, Ferret. <laughs>
<laughs> the great Ken Summers. Yes, he joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, coming up next, Kevin Durant had his introductory press conference, and he said something that per- piqued the interest of Suns fans, that they have the tools to get it done. Do they? We'll get into those questions and more next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. We got uh, all the pieces um, to be successful. We got guys that experience what it's like to play in that final round. We got a champion already in, in this overseeing us. Monty's a champion as a coach. Um, so we got guys that have been there. That's that's half the battle, just knowing what it takes. And, uh, yeah, we got guys that can do pretty much everything on the floor. So we got to put it together. I'm looking forward to doing this the Kevin work. Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Sun still feels weird to say it, even though he's been introduced. He's posed with the jerseys. He's taking the promotional shots in the jersey. We're still about a week away from seeing Kevin Durant on the floor. Mm -hmm. In that press conference setting yesterday, look, I thought it was cool. I've seen some people say, what was that all about? It's a little bit hokey. It's been compared to the Miami Heat pep rally press conference from when they got LeBron James and Chris Bosh to join Dwayne Wade. But um, it didn't didn't have nearly the same bravado. Now, that's Kevin Durant right there talking about the tools needed to win a championship. And I don't think he would find much in terms of disagreement there. The Suns have the tools, but just because you have the tools doesn't mean the job is going to be done. Uh, and, and as somebody who's not handy <laughs> with tools, I'm the person to be saying that. I've got the tools. I don't know if I can get it done. I think that's the great mystery for these last 22 regular season mm-hmm. games moving into the playoffs. Because here's the flip side of it, Bick. We keep fast-forwarding to the playoffs. And maybe I don't even want to put this out in the app. In, 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 in the, the ether? ether? Yeah. The Suns are not guaranteed a playoff spot. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, you're right about that. Now, part of the theme that Kevin Durant talked about yesterday, he was asked a few questions on what went wrong in Brooklyn. And that will go down in history as one of the great experimental failures in, the, in roster construction uh, ever. But he got emotional talking about it. Mm. And... He talked about the one thing that he loved was the grind of it. And I was listening to um, KJM, uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on my way in my very short drive in today. And there was a caller who called in and said, if he loved the grind so much, why did he ask out? (laughs) And I think that's a fair question. But Kevin Durant was the last one standing from that super team in Brooklyn. And if yeah. Kyrie Irving doesn't ask out, I don't think I don't think That's, Kevin Durant yeah, asked and, out. And Kevin Durant admitted that that he was kind of that he was kind of angry at Kyrie yes. for, for doing that. So uh, listen, I don't I don't put any of this on KD at all. I really don't. And I think it's very interesting. Nick Friedel, who who joined us yesterday, he made the point that if Kevin Durant doesn't get injured, if Jimmy Butler doesn't fall backwards on him, there's a chance none of this ever happens. Yes. Yes. What do you say? They, they won eighteen out of twenty, or something. They were eighteen before. and two in and, their previous yeah. twenty games before that January eighth injury, and I'm fascinated by that too because mm-hmm. those are two separate things. Let's say Jimmy Butler doesn't fall into the legs of Kevin Durant, causing the injury. They continue to win basketball games. That would not all the winning would not have changed the Nets' stance and their handling. Of Kyrie Irving's future. He wanted certain things in a contract extension that the Nets were not willing to give. I think we we would have been talking more about Kyrie Irving blowing up something that was going swimmingly at the time. Right. Because I still think he would have asked out if Kevin Durant didn't get hurt. That's Kyrie. 
That's a good point. Things are going well, but i got to worry about my Listen, future. I, and, and I said this yesterday in yesterday's blast, and this is the honest to God's truth, that Ke- Kevin Durant is getting blistered all over again for the same old things, and there are things about Kevin Durant's career and the choices that he has made that he's going to have to wear probably forever, and he's good with that. You listen to yes. him. He, he's got a he's a very smart guy. You can tell that. You, you can tell he's very, very uh, – he's very media savvy. He knows what's out there. He's uh-huh. And listen, we know there have been reports of burner accounts with Kevin Durant. I okay. think there's been more than reports. Yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> so we know that he. So we know, we know he's very self aware, right? But I don't put any of this on him at all. And like I said in the blast yesterday, there's a chance that this unique basketball market is going to be exactly what he's always wanted. Yeah. There's a because ch- think- it's it's been that way for Devin Booker. You know, it's Chris Paul's like, yeah, this is pretty cool because it's it's the perfect mix of small town collegial rah rah and big city. We got everything. There's a good, and then then you talk about the infrastructure here with Monty and James Jones. There's not a lot of BS. The basketball side of it's pretty pure. If you want to get Monty really kind of doing the aw shucks thing, get him talking about his gym. The gym and what it means to the team to have a gym. That's what Kevin Durant's all about. So yeah. there's a chance Kevin Durant might get dropped into this and go, this is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. Why didn't I come here in 2013? Right. Yeah. So And join the Morris and, Twins and Goran Dragic. And there's a chance that another guy goes down with an injury and the Suns are scrambling to even make the playoffs. And you said, That's a possibility, too. Yeah. I mean, everything's on the table. Kevin Durant was asked, hey, what would a guy who's got two rings... I uh, got him with Golden State. What would it mean to win a third ring here? That's why we play the game of basketball. Um, we understand that. Uh, and I'm, but I'm more concerned about what we do every day as a team, the stuff that you guys don't see. Uh, I think that's what really brings championships and uh, puts us in a position to win a championship is the work that we put in every day. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, but I know how significant a championship is to a franchise and to a city. And um, I've been a part of two of those, and I'm looking forward to seeing you know, getting back on that road to try to do it again. But I know how tough it is and how hard it is. And this fan base is, is looking forward to cheering for a winner. So um, I'm looking. For, I want to go out there. And, I want to go out there and prove uh, every night that we got a chance to win. And you know that starts with the work we put in every day in practice. Yeah, I mean the anticipation builds with every day that passes. We're still a week away, at least, from seeing Kevin Durant take the floor with the Phoenix Suns. But man, once once we see get that first glimpse, it's on. It, I mean, because what what we started this conversation with is undeniable. The Suns have the tools to get it done. And Kevin Durant talked about playing with guys who have been in that stage now. They've they've got that taste in, in going to the finals and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And, you know, that that group didn't get it done. Yeah. Up two games no, to you're none. Right. And those types of experiences, the great ones learn from those, and they file it away what that felt like. And, man, this is going to be a lot of fun for the, uh, for the rest of the season. Listen, and I, I've said this before. I, I really believe this is not just what the Suns, with all due respect to Mikhail Bridges, and I hope he scores 40 a night for the rest of his career, with all due respect, we needed this. We as a sports town needed this. We as a basketball town needed this. Um, I, I, 
I felt the whole concept of lit city as silly as it seems now in retrospect that I kind of envisioned that. Um, it, I, I could not. I would not have been in a good mental place if if all championship windows were just closed here. If we looked around and went, wait a minute, what happened here? Yeah. Who closed all the windows? <laughs> Why is it so stuffy in yeah. here? Can we get some fresh air in here? Yeah. So, I, so to me, I just I think this is the timing of this. And again, I think Matt Ishbia came into this with a completely different set of sensibilities. Mm-hmm. If Matt Ishbia had been around for a few years and knew more about Mikhail Bridges, he might have been he might have thought differently too. Yeah. But he didn't. Oh, go get KD. Make it happen. And it happened. And it happened. And here we are. Innings Festival is back. The two-day musical music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and many more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details. And your chance to win tickets coming up next. Social Studies. Sarah Cazell takes us through all the happenings on Twitter this morning on Bickley, uh, at Bickley underscore Murata here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.